So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week is Gogol Bordello. My name is Jeff, and if there's a video on YouTube of someone shaving off their beard or dreadlocks, you bet your butt I've seen it. My name is Dan, and I like the documentaries about making the Hobbit movies more than I like the Hobbit movies. (laughs) My name is Jimmy, and when I was little, my finger smashed on the handle of my dad's vice on his workbench. To make me feel better, he smashed the vice with a hammer. It helped. (laughs) Wow, he showed that vice. I know. Dan, you are probably referring to the Benedict Cumberbatch mocap documentary, aren't you? Well, when you buy the extended editions, which I did, um, (laughs) just like the Lord of the Rings movies, there's a whole series of like... yeah long documentaries and yes benedict cumberbatch stuff is in there and it's very appreciated he jumps around (laughs) pretending to be a dragon and rolls around on his belly it's pretty awesome (laughs) but i like everything those documentaries are really good they're produced by they are peter jackson's company and i remember even in the lord of the rings one there's like a whole section talking about like these three ladies who made chain link for like five years just to like make you know chain mail armor for like the background actors and stuff and it's just like very interesting i'm so excited for for peter jackson to do that beatles documentary it's gonna be so good yeah it sounds good yeah those are definitely the best made like movie documentaries but that's how i was with all of the star wars movies like when the special editions first came out on vhs they had like short documentaries before the movies and then when they came Mm -hmm. out on dvd and like all the prequels came out i would just watch those documentaries all the time that's why it's kind of depressing now like when new ones come out it's like yeah there's like an hour and a half behind the scenes thing but it's not like they're not great you know right they're not like documentaries that have like a story put together no or or like even with the prequels there was like an hour and a half on sound production and i'm like yeah i want to know about that (laughs) (laughs) cool i've gotten so nerdy i've started to look well i haven't done it in a while but this is how i knew i wanted to make movies that i started watching movies with the commentaries on Mm. i was like oh no i'm starting to be one of these people no like with that's the only time i'll really buy physical media now is for that reason like i just mentioned star wars like you know i bought the the sequel trilogy just in 4k but like i want to see the commentary like i'll watch it once then i'll watch it with the commentary and that's why i buy doctor who stuff for behind the scenes stuff for episode commentary and there was a time when people like when blu-ray you can do certain things with it that people thought was cool and then they got bored with it but like you can do um like in video commentary and like turn it on and off as you please so there'd be like little pop-ups of like you know steven moffat coming up saying like in this scene we did this and it, it's kind of like pop-up video but cooler um yeah so um zach snyder did that with one of his horrible dc movies i forget if it was man of steel or batman versus superman and 
I, I hate the content, but the way he did it was like super awesome. It was like picture in <laughs> picture and like some of it was just voiceover, but then it would pop in with like a small screen showing like how they shot the scene with yeah. like green screens and stuff. And, and I was like, this is dope. I wish the movie was better. Yeah, I've seen like <laughs> some animated movies where they show like storyboards yeah, with commentary. Cool. Very cool. We're so I used to cool. Watch, I used to watch The Simpsons with commentary. I was like, they're all funny. It's probably funny. And they were. <laughs> this is the segment of the episode where we take a few minutes to talk about what we've been talking ourselves into throughout the week. Uh doesn't have to be anything big. could be something little. Like for me this week, I've been talking myself into dusting. <laughs> this is this why this is why this is my favorite part of our show because sometimes they're just like these crazy things that are like way out there and sometimes you and that's what i expect and then you're like dusting and it's very funny well i mean honestly this is an aspect of house cleaning that i always f- let fall by the wayside it's not my go-to cleaning like I sweep, I mop, I vacuum, I clean the toilet, I clean the shower, I do all the things, I change the sheets. I don't remember to dust. And it's one of those things where sometimes it's easy to forget. Like my furniture in my living room is like light colored and you don't notice it as much. But I recently, not that recently, maybe a year ago, purchased new bedroom furniture and it's black. And boy, does that look dusty all the time like the day after i dust it looks like crap again so i bought um some of those like swiffer duster things that make it easier than like using a rag or paper towels or whatever and uh yeah it's fine i just have to make myself do it (laughs) and it yeah it's, it's the worst i mean now that the weather's warmer i've been like opening the windows a little bit and i think that like slows down the dust because you're like letting air flow through your house or it just um, moves it around further. Well, I mean, arguably, that's what dusting does, too. That's but, unless you get the magnetic dusters. Magnetic? <laughs> yeah, they use, like, static electricity or something to, like... Oh, yeah, that's pretty much what I have. Like, the fluffy things. Yeah, right. the fluffy, yeah, the fluffy things. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to remember to dust more, but it sucks. On that black furniture, I have to dust my bedroom, like, once a week. That's a lot of dusting. <laughs> It Jimmy, is. what are you yes. talking yourself into? Please don't let it be dusting. I'd hate to double up. <laughs> it's not dusting. I can tell you that. Oh, much. Hold on. I got to change mine. God <laughs> damn it. Oh, well, well. that was a joke. It was a joke, Dan. It was a joke. Uh, I have been talking myself into a YouTube channel that I already knew about. And I think I've watched a few videos of, but dust was a dummies. Guest. It's two <laughs> yeah. guys who dust together. You got it. Uh, he was a guest on a podcast that I listened to late at night with Brian Weck to talk about it on the show. But um, he does a YouTube channel called Defunct Land. Any of you guys know anything about it? No. No, but uh, I think I have an idea based on the name. Uh, maybe. Uh, he basically does little uh, video essays uh, about the history of defunct amusement park rides, um, which is <laughs> That's something weird. that it, it's a very weird niche thing. But for some reason, it f***ing intrigues me so much. Sorry, Jim. Um, I have this weird, I wouldn't say obsession, but like I have this weird, like really interest, like really big interest in like 
amusement park rides and like theme park like <laughs> attractions like weird things like that like disney is like super like interesting to me um uh universal all their like simulator rides and stuff um before that they had a lot of like big animatronics and things like that and just like things like that just are really interesting to me and uh this is all about like ones that like used to be there but aren't there anymore so like a lot of it, it does have a lot of um like history with like disney some universal stuff one of them i just watched one that was about like uh just a roller coaster i don't even remember what it was called but i was like this is so like cool just like the fact that like <laughs> they're going through like the history and like sometimes like people have died like on like one of these like attractions um i was like oh that's like creepy and like scary and but it, it's cool it's cool to get like a little history lesson and this guy obviously has a passion for it too he, he has like almost a million subscribers and um it's very cool very interesting i think the first one i watched was about um the nickelodeon hotel which i think is kind of cool because i remember seeing like uh, commercials for it when I was a kid I was like I want to go there and like it's just a whole like video essay about why it started how it was and uh, why it closed and I just think it's very interesting man <laughs> yeah <laughs> you guys have zero interest and it's very funny I, I don't really have any questions I I don't want to watch it but I, yeah. I don't know it sounds like an interesting weird YouTube thing which I'm also I'm wondering like into. what we're doing wrong why we have like 55 subscribers on YouTube and he has like a million <laughs> I don't know, dude. Don't there's know, some man. there's some people on TikTok that have like 50 million followers, and like that is crazy. Yeah, uh, Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? I'm talking myself out of something this week. Uh oh, not Uh-oh. for the long term, just for this one week. Um, lately, I've been buying a lot of records, adding them to my collection, and my wife made a joke. She doesn't really my care. Wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh she, <laughs> that's too far. She, she made a joke about like, oh, maybe you won't spend $30 on records every day this week. And um, <laughs> and then we're recording on a Saturday right now. And last night I was like, hey, and she's like, yes. And I was like, you notice anything different this week? And she's like, just what are you what are you talking about? And I was like, I did not buy one record this week. And she's like, oh, you could buy whatever you want. I was like, no, shit, I could buy whatever. You can't tell me what to do. I'm a man. But, yeah, but I just. Uh, it's just that I didn't see Red Scroll post anything I wanted, but like <laughs> every week I've been going like one or two times to Red Scroll. I'm like, hey, put that aside for me. Put that aside for me on on Instagram. They post stuff, yeah. and I've been buying a lot. And you know, sometimes it's like six dollars worth of stuff. Sometimes like an album, or sometimes I'll buy shit online. But uh, yeah, I just happened to notice this week I didn't buy any records, and also I didn't have any talking myself into before we started recording. So that's why I threw this filler one in there. Wow. But, but um. No, I mean, you know, I, I love records and I actually had to add an additional shelf of uh, records. I had to shift stuff around because some slots were getting too tight. And uh, yeah, tight slots are the worst, bro. Or the best. <laughs> I bought um, City and Color did a reprint of his first album sometimes, mm. which is kind of hard to find nowadays. So I'm excited to uh, get that. Yeah, I, I just that. I just got um, if I should go before you on eBay because like it goes for a lot like it's they're not really cheap Um, he has one album called little hell which is like you can only buy it for like two hundred dollars and he said that he's gonna be doing a reprint oh that's good yeah i mean i I picked it up for 30 on ebay the the sleeve is kind of banged up but like it's it's a nice release yeah i had to shut off my collector's mentality a little bit this week too 
Billie Eilish, uh, not Billie Eilish. That's wrong. Phoebe Bridgers just came out <laughs> Close, with uh, similar. They're they, both females. Sort of, yeah. Um, they just she just came out with an EP of like four remixes of songs from her last album, which I love her last album. I listened to the EP on Spotify and I hated all the remixes, but uh, <laughs> the the 12 inch LP is like a limited edition, and I was like so close to like asking Red Skull to put one aside for me. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna buy an album that I actively dislike. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's all I got. Cool. That's it. Got to check dusting off my list of possible talk. Talk me into topics. <laughs> Dude, in three weeks, Chippy Dan's going to be like, have I ever talked about dusting? Like- yeah. <laughs> okay, fellows. So close, but so yeah. far away from. Uh, <laughs> uh, I gotta say, I do act. I I don't dislike OK Fellows anymore, but the OK Fellows that's a little too much. Yeah, I mean, opinion. I Jeff OK Fellows became a part of the show, so I don't hate it anymore. But now it's like my thing to say it wrong every time, and I just feel like <laughs> I have to, or else I'm like, if Dan started the segment and didn't say OK Fellows, we'd be like, Are you okay? Do you want to talk to us? Like, <laughs> yeah. is everything? good at work your home life yeah so now i have i have to like do it wrong or else you guys will be like oh how's the baby like your wife everything's good you know um this week i'm talking you into a big one for me it's not as big as jimmy's sonic episode last week but gogol bordello is one of my favorite bands now i say that a lot of bands are like my top favorite bands on this podcast but this is the truth they're in the top five for favorite for shirzy worzies and you know we're like almost 125 episodes into this and i've said this before but in case this is uh, a new episode to you like how come you waited 130 episodes before talking about your favorites well we're not going to talk about our favorites in the top 50 episodes and then talk about dusting for 100 <laughs> episodes so you gotta you gotta save some you know i got some some more big we all have some big topics in our pocket but Gogol Bordello is a band that I've actually only seen twice and kind of recently, too. I've missed them when they've come around, but they are a punk inspired. uh, It's it's weird to say gypsy band, because what does that mean? This is a band that was formed uh, in New York City by basically it's just been like two members from beginning to end. And there have been a lot of members in between some longer than others. But it's uh, Eugene Hutz, or I don't know how to pronounce his his last name, but he's like lead vocals, guitar, and he's from modern day Ukraine. I believe that he left while it was still USSR, came to America, and uh, the violin and background vocals, Sergei, who is from Russia, um, all of the members of this band, this is like a melting pot band, right? So they have... They've had members from all over the world um, that bring all of their own influences musically, culturally to the mix. And that's one of the reasons why I think Gogol Bordello stands out to me more than like other bands. Like, yeah, they have like this punk rock ethos. Check it off your bingo cards, everybody. Um, But they bring like they bring reggae into it dub which is you know like a sub reggae genre and all these other influences like klezmer music just all this i don't know it's klezmer or klezmer 
I don't know. You say tomato, I say potato. What is it? Um, and we'll get more into that. By the way, late. one thing I just want to yeah. clarify, because I know some people view it as problematic. The term gypsy, uh, as it applies like to a genre of music, is that acceptable? Do they self-identify as gypsy? They do. They, yeah, I mean, one of their albums is called Gypsy Punks under Dog World Strike. Like, they he embraces the gypsy thing because he that's how he sees it too like yeah a, a lot of people are like gypsy is racist it's actually romani people but no they embrace gypsy you know like it's a little bit different than like you're a punk yeah we're punks you know what i mean it's like that they're they're embracing the term they don't see it as right like maybe if you're speaking than, about the individual members it would be more appropriate to say romani right but for Right. For the music, I guess gypsy punk is what they're calling themselves. Yes, they are. And um, I'm going to uh, abstain from the term just in case. Same. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'm not because I embrace this music and so do they. Um, what is your guys' exposure to Gogol Bordello? I know the name and that's about it. I've uh, heard bits and pieces uh, and seen little clips through Jeff. I don't think I've ever really listened to a whole song. Um, from what I've seen so far, I find them fine to annoying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I knew that this is going to be an uphill battle with Dan, especially since our playlist episode when he heard um, Leningrad and was like, this is annoying. They're way better than Leningrad. I think that, Dan, you will find um, the instrumentation and the way that they build the songs to be very interesting. And Jimmy, I think you will, too. Um, this band is this. This is fun. This is like the most fun band ever. I was thinking about having you guys watch videos, but I'm not going to do that. If you don't like the music, the videos aren't going to do anything for you. There right. was a very cool documentary on them and their formation in New York City um, that used to be on Netflix, but it is just eluding me and I cannot find a copy of it anywhere. So I'm just, I have a playlist. I'm keeping it short because that's what I like to do. I know Dan's arguments in the past have finally come back to work in his favor. So they have seven albums and EP. I put together a short playlist. There's a lot of stuff I'm leaving off here, but this is kind of one of those bands that to me, they've been consistent since the beginning. So if you don't like 12 of their songs, you're not going to like 18 of their songs um, or the other way around. Like if you really like the short playlist then you have a lot of stuff that you're going to love right. going forward. Um, this, this band, they do touch on some, some cultural stuff, some like very poignant political stuff, but overall, it's mostly just about them having fun and unity and just being one people rather than just like separating people. And and they don't necessarily say that, but just like seeing their live show, like the band is so mixed with all different races, all different cultures, nationalities, styles of music. It, they're, they're just so fun. Like if you're having a bad day and you listen to Gogol Bordello and it doesn't cheer you up, nothing will so jump off a cliff i don't know what to tell you this is this is like the most the biggest antidepressant i have a question yes do they sing in english they do yeah so they're he primarily sings in english they're it, it, it's kind of like i don't know the correct word so like spanglish is a mixture of english and spanish there is a mixture of ukrainian russian words sometimes it's just gibberish i saw a very funny video of him somebody's <laughs> like what does this song mean and he's like 
I don't know. I'm just making sounds and saying things. And it's very <laughs> funny to me that a lot of Americans go to look up meanings and it doesn't mean anything. They do have one album that's completely in Russian. That's like very difficult to track down and find. But there's also some Spanish parts like um, one of the dudes, Pedro. He's like a multi percussionist. Um, and sometimes they'll like throw him the mic and he'll like have the lead vocals over like this reggae part and it's really cool but it is mostly in english and when they throw in other words like you either get it from context or it doesn't matter the song is just a fucking ripper sorry sorry jim <laughs> cool i yeah. hope i don't hate this <laughs> I, I think you will because you're gonna be wrong <laughs> but you shouldn't oh, like, like you were on the big chill spoiler alert for people who haven't seen the big chill i see heard it which was three episodes ago yeah well you know okay <laughs> okay so we're gonna listen to this playlist jeff and uh i'm looking forward to it because it's music that i i know nothing about so mm -hmm. it's a whole new world as yeah says. i'm extremely open-minded i, I want to like I this I, I no. will say that I have a, preclu a preclusion uh, to not like uh, people that wear fedoras, and I think there's probably going to be a lot of that in this band. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's it's not like douchey. I mean, there's fedora. no video, so you'll be hearing the fedora. So. <laughs> I'll hear it in his voice for sure. I think he's sure. wearing a fedora. I can tell <laughs> yeah. by the, probably. the timbre in his voice. I also have like a, a one scarf per person limit that I think is going to be broken. Yeah, I think he wears multiple scarves. But as I was putting this together, I was like, man, their last album came out like four years ago. They released a new single, so there will be another album coming. I threw the single on the playlist. It's very different than what they're used to, so maybe you'll like it, maybe you'll hate it. But yeah, we'll talk about it next time we record. Cool. Google Bordells. Wow. Let's talk about it. <laughs> the Goog Board Dills. Yeah. So this is a band that Jeff is really into. Wanted to talk us into. I'm very into it. I'm very worried because sometime during the week, Jimmy texts us. Uh, I think it was uh, East Infection. You're yep. like, I can't stop singing the song. And I was like, spoilers. And you're like, doesn't mean I like it. And I've been thinking about that text for a week <laughs> I and forgot a half. that conversation <laughs> happened. Every single time I was listening to this, I was it. like, it's catchy. He likes it, right? He's got to like it. We'll get to it. Well, let's start. Let's start with uh, Passport. So I did try to keep this short. I included at least one song from each album. Some albums have two songs. Mm. Um, let's get into this. Passport, 1999. Voila, Intruder. I got a passport. That's all I know. That, that's uh, The song's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The first thing I wrote from the first song of this playlist is, oh, no, this guy can't sing. I knew it. I yeah. knew it. Yeah, I know. I know that's going to be your recurring thing with you, and it's going to be a no instantly. I'm. This episode's more for Jimmy and the fans. Dan's just in the background. If I get a yes, I get a yes. I'm not expecting um, it. No, I mean, I'm here to do my takes. I'm here to do my music Take theory it. takes. Yeah, so uh, what do you think about the music? There's some fun little minor seconds in here, and when you pair that along with um, the horns and stuff, mm -hmm. this comes off with a cool sort of like mariachi yeah, like uh, it starts, vibe. Yeah, it starts off with kind of like Spanish guitars. Yeah, flamenco. Yeah, 
it's got that sort of bum 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 and even the accordion which like yeah it's it's like balkan mediterranean yep but it is also very spanish too so like everything just mixes very well together yeah I thought the production is strange um it sounded better in my car but in mm-hmm. in headphones or just on the phone speakers this this first album the production isn't as good as it gets it's mostly like mixing issues that i find strange like the drums are really buried and the vocals are like fine but borderline too low mm-hmm. the accordion and the guitar are like way out front which is yeah, strange a lot of the mixing isn't very good until we get like towards the the end of the playlist in I my agree. opinion um but- i think that's could be like an issue of them like having like the punk rock ethos <laughs> but a larger traditional folk band like right. there's probably a lot of like mixing that's like what do we do with all these <laughs> instruments yeah that's true i mean this song is fine um i would probably say it's my least favorite song on this playlist Ooh, strong opener um but um i mean that's fair this isn't my favorite song it's not my favorite yeah, album i, I still it's like fine. it yeah it, it wasn't what i was expecting if that makes any sense Okay. The uh, second song. How would you pronounce this, Jeff? Baroforo. Yeah, I would say Baroforo. 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 Um, yeah, which which is a loose translation is like big town, big city mm-hmm. in Romani. Um, so I really like the inclusion of the violin on this. I think these fiddle parts are real catchy. Yeah, that's like when I think of Gogol Bardello, I think of uh, Eugene, who is the main singer, guitarist, writes all the songs, right, and the violin. And then the accordion. Those are like the three. And those are the three constants too. like those three people have been in the band the entire time. Okay. I uh, there's also some like fuzzed out electric guitar. That's fun. Mm-hmm. This feels more punk than the first song, arguably, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. Um, The first one had a really traditional folk structure, which this one does, too. But there's this sort of end jam where things just kind of like fall apart. It, <laughs> like live i could see this being really fun and like dancing to it and it, sort of it is going into a trance on a right. recording it's a little bit much it's like borderline i'm boring. i'm gonna defend them and say well first of all it's a nine minute f-ing ripper sorry jim <laughs> um in my opinion and in other people's opinions as well <laughs> i think that what they do well on recordings is making a studio recording feel live I'd agree with that. And, yeah. like, like we've talked about it before with Gang of Four and like people covering mm-hmm. Gang of Four. Like there's something about like the freneticism and the imperfections in like the timing that like you just can't reproduce without like these certain people doing this certain thing. And I think throughout this and I mean, even just with like the background vocals, they're all like chanty and gangy and a lot of like a lot of that weird improvisational stuff like are you talking about like when the sax is going on and it's going like crazy at the end? Yeah. Yeah. It just seems and like then they don't really come to an ending. It's just like trails yeah. off. Just <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the point of this song in particular. I would agree with that. Uh, I would agree with everything you said, Jeff. I think the song, I, well, I wouldn't call it a ripper. I, it's fun. Oh, um, I love but it. It, yeah, I don't know if I'd ever listen to like a full nine minutes of this again, but maybe but live. It's, it's, but I mean, I yeah, it is one song, but it feels like multiple songs in one. Because I just interject that Jimmy said maybe live. Like I can picture him at a live concert <laughs> with hundreds of people. And he's yeah. like, no, yeah. that's enough. We're, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would but agree. maybe he'd let them play it till the end. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. Um, yeah, I, I, I do want to say about yeast, yeast infection. Hell Sorry. Well. I fell pun. into the pun. You did it. Um, 
I really like the inclusion of the female vocals. Yeah. Me, 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 and I don't know if me, it's me, her me, being me. in there, if it's the particular song, but his vocals feel a little bit more confident. Like the performance feels more sure of itself. That's true. The first two songs, he kind of feels like he's trying to sing the right notes and it's <laughs> not always working. Um, but this one, he feels more comfortable. Um, again, this feels more of like a punk song. It's got that like cheap. Yeah. Um, this one is fun. Uh, I do have to say the lyrics are real dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like I even six, said. Six, 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 Cool. Like I said, a lot of, there is a lot in here that's like real, like Passport is about like immigration and border patrol. Yeah. And this, this song's about bringing their culture uh, from their part of the Eastern world to another part of the Eastern world where like America and England dominate you know cultural influence yeah so like there is some depth in there but there is a lot of stupid silly shit that like he knows like he purposely does stuff because it's fun because it sounds weird because he wants to like make people think it means something and it doesn't right yeah this song is really fun in my opinion um that's like, a good thing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i really do like this song a lot uh, very catchy. I've been singing it for it, like two this weeks. This song to me is just like, it brings me back to, I mean, this came out after I was out of high school and I don't think I even listened to them at this point when mm. this first came out, but it just like, this is like the embodiment of like staying up till three in the morning, chugging jolts and playing video games with your friends. Like <laughs> the, the female vocalist just screaming in the background. Yeah, I love when she starts screaming. The violin doing like palm mute scrapes is just yeah. like, like you don't picture a classical violin player like doing this. Yeah. it's just so much fun and it's just filled with so much energy it is a very fun song and i'm glad that it was included in this playlist oh, not a dude. crime this is definitely not what i was expecting out of this band <laughs> um especially when it got towards the end and this guy yes. this like weird hip-hop thing kind of oh. reminds me of like some sweatshop boy stuff um it's good it's a good song yeah, i i love like i mean not a crime yeah so like the accordion there's like reverb put on it and then there's also like these effects that they use in dub that like you could you i could picture that on like some kind of percussive instrument but they're like using that as accordion and it's just kind of like riffing and then yeah just like you said like it turns into electronic drums and right, the background yeah. vocalist i forgot his name he comes in and he does like this reggae thing yeah and it's like just oh it's just so great so to me this song is like three songs kind of smashed together yeah. yeah the first song sounds like all their other songs which is fine um the production's better i'm assuming this is from a different album 2005 yeah it's off of gypsy punks um i was 10 the accordion break in the middle is my least favorite part it's in a different key and there's no like segue it's just like all of a sudden the it's song there. just turns on <laughs> yeah. a dime yeah mm -hmm. and then the ending feels sort of like a return to the beginning but with this whole like dubstep vibe mm. um which i enjoyed I respect that they're not falling into like, okay, a lot of the trouble that I have with this band, especially before I listened to this playlist, was that they're super reminiscent of like all the like crappy folk punk that our friends yeah, listen to. <laughs> so really whenever is. they stray away from that is when I start to appreciate them mm -hmm. more. Do you like the power drill in there? It's like, <laughs> I didn't know what that was. It reminds <laughs> me of Dan and I were in a band and we started an album with a ceiling fan and the guy recorded that, in yeah. his bathroom. It was like, <laughs> and we called it the two minutes hate. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah that song's good. It's start claps. wearing purple. Right. Is is possibly my favorite song on the playlist. Really? Oh, I'm so glad. Because this is like, this is their big song. Like, 
I noticed it's their most popular. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is another one where lyrically, like, it's just it's it's a song that means the least to him. He wrote it about a girl he was seeing. There's the some meaning to it, though. I, mean, I read there, about it. There is. Yeah, they had a neighbor that was crazy and wore purple, all purple every day. And that's the thing that people do too. <laughs> like there was the owner of the the company of the last job I worked at. His mom was a purple person. Everything in her house <laughs> was purple. She only wore purple. Yeah, like uh, what's her name from Breaking Bad? Marie? Oh, yeah, Marie. you never noticed that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Her whole house, everything she wore. Damn it, Marie, they're minerals. Oh, uh, classic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, I also think that's an interesting allegory. Like, when he wanted to, like, attack his girlfriend, not physically, but, like, in an argument. Yeah. He And, like, call her crazy. Like, you're acting crazy. He would say, why don't you just start wearing purple already? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great. Um, and yeah. musically, I liked the sort of chugging rhythm that propels the song forward. I like the na-na-na-na-na's in the background. It sort of reminds me of a, a local act that doesn't mean much to most of you, but will mean a lot to Jeff, which is that it reminds me of Eric Peterson and Mischief Brew. Yeah. Um, which I have fond memories of. So, yeah, yeah I, th- sure. I think this is a fun song. Jim, what did you think of it? I thought it was a fun song as well. I actually don't have a lot to say about it. It's just, um, it, it is it is a it, fun but. song. It's like a fun. We don't drink, but it's a drinking song, yeah. really. And like, yeah, then there's the that end, moment where it like slows when it like down. breaks down. Yeah. Oh man! Start wearing purple, and then it comes back, dun, 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 and it, like it's so slow, but it still builds up after that. Oh my god, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so funny because when it does slow down, it slows down so much. Like I don't hear like any band slowing down that much. <laughs> it, it's just funny. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. If I was an album guy and talked me into, I would have given you Super Toronto. It's my favorite album from them there's not one song i would skip on it so i just picked two uh harm and tuscany Taranta, the tarantel yeah repurposed it's the tarantella napolitano yeah um which is interesting because it's sort of like a cliche of italian folk music yep at this point it's what you hear in movies when they want to like make fun of italian people yeah Yeah. uh you you'll know it if you hear it um I could see why Jeff likes this because it's sort of like a weird Al goof on Italian music. It sounds <laughs> kind like kind of. It's like it's like a pastiche. A yeah, bit. I never is. really thought about it that way before. It's That's like when it Dropkick Murphys does like the uh, traditional Irish stuff. I, but it's funny too. Like I don't even real. I've heard this song so many times over the last fifteen years, and I don't really know what it's about. But just that part when he's like, "Everybody call them a stupid man." I'm like, "This is funny." He's making fun of this guy. Yeah, I don't like this song. Um, really? I don't like that it's the Tarantella and Napolitano. It's so, like, overdone to me. Um, I get they wrote their own lyrics and stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, they use, like, that traditional. There's also, like, an thing, abrupt but... key and tempo change that makes this feel like there's a second song just smashed into the end of this one. I don't know. It's not for me, dog. Wow. I thought it was very fun, and I liked it. This the next song, American Wedding, is kind of like more of a straightforward punk song yeah. almost. Um, and I think I'm gonna predict that Dan liked this one. I did. I knew it. Now this is just definitely about partying. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, when I'm at a wedding, I often ask myself, where is marinated herring? I know. I feel like he's attacking my <laughs> wedding, my breakfast wedding. This song has no right being as good as it is. It's like really good. It's super fun. And yeah. I, I, I think one of the funny parts is like, so be Donald Trump or be an anarchist. Even back then in 2007, oh, yeah. like Donald Trump was like this fake, like also, model of success. That's right. the only two Americans you can be. 
Donald yeah. Trump or an anarchist. I, just, I, I always picture like there's Donald Trump and Adam Whitley standing next to each other. And I'm like, which one? I don't want to be either One is them. on each side of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I just love that he just goes, he's just like screaming out the melody. He's like, da, 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 da. It, it's just funny. Yeah, it's, it's so really good. good. It paints a very vivid picture of like what their wedding amongst their clan would be like compared to a traditional American wedding. Right. Yeah. Where is marinated herring, Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the next album, Transcontinental Hustle, this came out and I, I got into them around Super Toronto. I remember going to Phoenix Records in Waterbury and the album covers like this bright neon green. Mm. So it kind of just popped out. And that's kind of when I started listening to them. Like they were my periffs for a while. But um. <laughs> transcontinental hustle came out and this was their first album on a major label it was produced by rick rubin and i was like oh this is gonna suck like it came out and i was like this mm-hmm. isn't that good and then like they they played this song and um him and granada on sirius xm almost non-stop on like their fungus 52 or whatever it was back then. <laughs> cool so <laughs> they played it all the time but what did on you guys think? tony hawk's underground what channel? did you guys think yeah. about these two so well we'll start with my company but it it's a little different than what we've heard so far. Yeah, it is. I I I like it. Um, I think it's pretty catchy. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about this one. Uh, it feels more personal and emotional than it's some true. of their other songs. Um, maybe like some nostalgia thrown in there. Lyrically, it's fine. It's about like yeah. you know lost love or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Um. I like musically there's a fun interplay between the violin and the accordion yes. where they're like yes. switching off melodies and stuff which is something fun and like the enjoyable. accordion scales up and then like the, just the violin goes crazy at the end because overall the song it's like not as fast paced as some of their other songs but then mm. the violin comes in it's so so fun and then Immigrantada, we come in rubber, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, this one's yeah. catchy. Uh, I like the horns in it. It's got sort of like a ska vibe to it at points. That gritty vocals with the horns always brings me back to like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones or something yeah. like that. It's fine. This song fucks. Sorry, Jim. Uh, I love this song. A song I think about this is- immigrants that fucks. <laughs> the okay. yeah this is probably my favorite song on the playlist oh uh, great it's, it's yeah. really good it's so good it was exactly what i was expecting out of like a gypsy punk band um and i was like yeah this is really good and um and we'll get to the uh remix later too but uh it's very cool very good very fun so Mel- melandrino translates Mandrino. yeah roughly to like rogue or rascal which i think is cool for the song um yeah I like the acoustic vibe of the intro. It's mm-hmm. just like him singing with an acoustic guitar. It's slower. Mm-hmm. I like that part better than the rest of the song. I I think you need the whole song. Like that part's good, but the point of the song is like it just builds and builds. Maybe for this song, but I I would like to hear them do something more stripped down. Like if you have all there, these there is. So like in my final push, like I didn't give you much seekers and finders. I gave you for that reason. So we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But like these songs back to back are kind of like two different parts. Like this kind of shows all of what they are in one song to me, really slow, funny lyrics, like, you know, lighthearted, funny. stuff. like he's born. And then his midwives are like, he's going to be a singer. He's going to make it in this world. And yeah. it's just funny. And it's so, it's just a great fun sing along song. Jim. Yeah. 
it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think what Jimmy feels, and I don't want to speak for you, but maybe yeah. you can expound upon this, is that when it does speed up and get aggressive, it turns into every other Gogol Bordello song. Yeah, it does. Yeah, which is why I only gave you 14, because if you like him, you like him. If you don't, you right. don't. Yeah, I think it's okay. But I do like Seekers and Finders. Yeah, so Seekers and Finders, it's so weird because this came out in 2017. This is her newest album. To mm. me, it's like this just came out. <laughs> um, this is not my favorite song on the album, even though I like it. But I put it on here as my choice for this album for Dan specifically. And I, it worked. Yeah, I wanted to show you a slower song and like also Regina Spector's good on it. Yeah. Oh, that's Regina Spector. Yeah. I was going to say, this is something that I've been wanting from this band throughout this playlist, which is they have all these extra vocalists. Why can't we hear more of a, a duet style, mm-hmm. which is what yeah. this is? Yeah. Um, this is right up there for me with Start Wearing Purple as like, I don't know, something that's different enough, but still quintessentially them. Um, There's a cool acoustic version of this, too, on YouTube. The chorus is really emotional and feels a little bit more raw. I mean, they're a raw sounding band, but I mean emotionally raw. Right. Like he feels... His performance feels more rooted in like emotional truth than like we're having a good time, which is a lot of what I hear throughout this playlist. <laughs> yeah, this is, I think, the best production quality mm-hmm. song as well. I think the production on this song is really good. Um, but yeah, I agree. I like that it's slower. I like that it's a duet. Um, it, it's a really good song. And I was surprised about it, so I'm glad it's on here. So we've made it through their discography. And what I like to do a lot of times, if you listen to the show before, I like to end playlists with some fun stuff. Um, which is true. So the rest of it was not fun. No, I knew I Jeff's no opinion. Fun. I knew. No, I said in Jeff's opinion. I was making fun oh, of oh. the way you phrased that. <laughs> well, so through the roof underground is a slower acoustic song from an earlier album off of one of their first two albums. And then whoever this Rob Guards a DJ guy is, <laughs> he remixed it, and I I just love the remix. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. But the reason why I put these three songs on here is because. Like, yeah, they they have these classical, like, folksy roots, a lot of classical instruments. And we've seen them experiment with electronic music um, in different cultures. But these three songs really highlight that they're not afraid to go out there and just do what they want to do and things that or let other people do it. Well, yeah, but they do work with we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that, but they do work with a lot of these people to do that. But okay. what did you guys think about Through the Roof Underground uh, remix? I was definitely not expecting it, um, and it's really good. Uh, I definitely I love like cool remixes and stuff, especially like more like dancey kind of things like this. Mm-hmm. Like I can you can hear this in a club right now, and I'd be, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. These songs you have to listen to on good speakers or headphones. Oh yeah, definitely, it's really good. I really appreciated it. Hard disagree. I knew, uh, it. I knew it. I got a lot of problems with this one, and I'm gonna let you folks know. I I knew that Dan would hate <laughs> these three. I absolutely knew it. These three, well, I only have one more after this, right? Through the Roof Underground, Amy Granada, and Lifers. Oh, somehow I missed Lifers. Weird. Uh. Um, okay, well, anyways, Through the Roof and Underground. Um, there's something in the combination of this beat on the electronic drums or electronic tones with the accordion and, and his vocals are kind of out of tune. All I can picture is like bad Eastern European discotheque. Like, yeah, that's what I want to picture when I'm listening to this. I mean, it reminds me of that video that went viral of the dude. Yo, 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 Yeah. Yeah. I am here for that. I'm not. It's just, it's not for me. But I will say, like, not to push you to the next song if you guys wanted to say more. 
but I really actually liked the Bass Nectar remix. Wow. Out of all of this, I was like, this song is going to turn Dan into a total no. So just a little backstory to this song. Um, I was at Red Scroll Records and I saw that there was a 12 inch single, Gogo Bordello, and it had this remix on it. And I forgot what was on the B side. So I was like, yeah, I'll buy it. It's like 10 bucks. Sure. And I put it on uh, my turntable and I'm just chilling out. And I'm like, all right, this is just Immigrant What's yeah. the remix part? Then all of a sudden it hits his vocals just go like, yeah. and then the bass drops and it's a 100% different song. Yeah. And at the time I was like, yo, f- this. Sorry, Jim. This is bullshit. Like, Come on, this, Jeff. This is terrible. I hate this song. <laughs> and then I listened to it, like, as I listened to it more, I was like, I really like this. And now I, I love it. But like the first few times I was like, what even is this? Cause it's like, it's hard to call it a remix when he didn't really like remix the song. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of like did his own thing. So Dan, you like this. I do. Um, for some reason I'm familiar with bass nectar. I don't know what he's worked on that I know, but I recognize the name and like what it would be like before I listen to it. Um, let me pull up my notes here. I was just trying to figure out what I know him from, but I couldn't find it. Um, first of all, even in the regular part, well, I'll, what I'll call the regular part, which it is, is like, a little, it is different mixed primarily. Air. Well, there's a different beat. Yeah, the drum beat is. is a more driving, like sh- straight ahead rock and roll drum beat than what we heard on the original track, um, which is for me better for this song. I think it's a cool fit. Yeah. Um, the verse is really similar, like you said, but when it falls out and becomes it this drops. like yeah and it becomes yeah. this weird like trans like industrial part mm-hmm. which i like it's dubstep it's dubstep 100 yeah. dubstep yeah i mean i guess you could say that some of it bordered on industrial for, for me because there are some like dissonance in there that i i mean i guess is used in dubstep but anyways um and then when it comes back to the verse the drum and guitar stuff is really reminiscent of like some of the like gorillas Okay, like that, that like dubstep or like industrial infused rock music or like stripped down garage rock mixed in with that. So, yeah, this was a cool vibe for me. I think it helps that the original song is better than what I think the through the roof thing Mm. is. Well, I didn't put that one on here, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think it worked for me. To me, if you're going to do a remix, get real weird with it. And I I don't Mm -hmm. know if the last one is was as weird as this one is. Okay. I love this. It was really good. Like once it when it first hit, I was like, "Oh, okay." Like it, it was just <laughs> wasn't expecting what this it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I just definitely wasn't expecting it. And uh, I was like in the car, like in traffic, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Sorry, Jim. Uh, sorry, Jim. Uh, but it was really cool and really fun. And I haven't listened to like straight up dubstep in like ten years, so I don't know fun. how I missed that. Yeah, last this song. came out it's in so 2011, weird. maybe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was really cool. Really unexpected. And um, I want that 10 inch, man. This sounds cool. Uh, I, I was actually on Discogs and it's pretty expensive now. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, so the last song that Dan didn't listen to, as I was putting together this playlist, unexpectedly, Gogo Bordello dropped a new track. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. And this one is called The Lifers. It's an Adrian Sherwood remix. I had to look him up. Apparently, he's a very like well-known reggae producer. Mm. Um, so they released a remix to the song that we haven't even heard yet which I thought was interesting, but <laughs> the remix came first. Yeah. Um, so on YouTube, there's a video of just Eugene playing a guitar with the remix playing over it. And he's mm. like singing along. Then at the end, he goes into like, 
he replays a song just on acoustic and it's like a totally different song hmm. so i'm um, it's fun anticipating like what's the actual song gonna be like right. is this acoustic one it right. is there gonna be a full band version so that's exciting for me to look forward to maybe like that'll talk you guys into listening to them in the future but i really like this and you know this is the first time i've heard it too it's just a straight up reggae song yeah and it's like it's not like anything they've done before but it also sounds exactly like them and i'm not sure if it's their bass player who like um he's great he's been in the band mm. since like 2006 or something so he does all of like those really funky bass lines um <laughs> jimmy what did you think of it because dan can't participate <laughs> i thought it was pretty good uh i think it's the weakest out of the remixes um i don't know if it's just not a, yeah. as good of a song um but no i thought it was really cool and um it, i could yeah oh good. dude the the bass is so buttery smooth when it first yeah, it is. in, and you're just like boom I'm like, yeah. oh man this is fun to listen to in the car this Feels entire so play good. was just fun to listen to in the car all right well um final thoughts before my final push i don't think i really have anything uh i have things to say after you ask all right so my final push is that like i said i gave you the most stripped down thing i possibly could because i if i made like a greatest hits there'd be like you know i'd put every single one of their albums on right. here um, even though they had no hits technically speaking you know what i mean yeah <laughs> um but no they have like seven studio albums they're still going 20 20 year plus year strong um they have new music coming out and this is a band where like there's not a song of theirs i hate there's songs of theirs that i'm like this isn't my favorite one mm. on the album but if i could just put their whole discography on and hit shuffle and love it and just have so much fun so like if you like these 14 songs there's a lot more for you to get into and to like and also like i didn't give you guys any videos like of them playing live or anything right they are one of the most fun bands to see live i actually only I've have seen that, them yeah. twice um but there's so much fun to see live like and I don't know, man. This is all I got. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Did I talk you into Gogol Bordello? No. Yes. Oh, unsurprising. I, it is unsurprising, but I. <laughs> once we started talking, I was like, there's more. There's There might be a yes in here. Yeah, I didn't hate it. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But, Jim, I'll let you go first. Um. I think you hardly, like, you You talked me into Google Bordello very hard. Yes. Um, when I first started listening to this playlist, I was like, oh, no, I don't know what this is. Like, this is <laughs> weird. Um, but once I got to, like, the third or fourth song, I was like, okay, I can F with this. And uh, once I got to, like, Immigradiata, and I was like, oh, like, they're, like, playing into, like, that and stuff. And uh, it was just really fun. And I could totally see myself getting more into the band and wanting to see them live and getting the vinyl. So... Yep, here's another future expense for me. Dan, yeah. why didn't you like There's this? There's still some uh, records that I have to buy on vinyl, yeah. too. I don't have all of them. Yeah, I mean, I went into this with sort of negative preconceived notions, um, which I, you know, try to keep an open yeah, mind Yeah, you've about. been shitting on me for 15 years about them. <laughs> Not aggressively. No. I don't well. care that you like them. Um, I just don't think they did enough to push themselves out of the category of music that I don't like, if that makes any sense. It does not make sense to me. <laughs> I I typically do not like folk punk or, you know, gypsy punk or whatever, okay. with few exceptions. And I was looking for more of those exceptions to be a yes. Mm. There weren't enough exceptions. There were so many different styles of music and variations. And there EDM. were for you because you're a fan. But for me, there really weren't. A so lot what, of that playlist all sounded like. Out of curiosity. <laughs> He's what, so mad. 
I'm not mad. I'm I'm just curious. Out of curiosity, what would have done it for you? What would have made this a yes for you? Uh, I don't know. I guess less of the like rollicking drinking songs that are all over the first half of the playlist and more of like the stripped down emotional stuff that, that's that scattered throughout the second been half. Some of my fault. That's why I did put on Seekers and Finders. Yeah, but and you some can't sculpt ones. a playlist to like lie about the band just that's to why I didn't to like them. That's why I didn't. No, and I think you did and, the right I mean, thing. And right. talk me into that's what we do. I try to show you a little bit of I everything. think you did a great job with the playlist. I just think they're not they're not for me. They're not my cup of tea. There's things that I liked about them more than I thought I would. Um I like the world vibe, world music stuff, but um, they sound like they all smell really bad and that if I saw them in concert, everyone in their crowd would smell really bad. Surprisingly, no, the worst smelling crowd I've ever been to is against me. Yeah, like, that's another bad smelling <laughs> crowd. Very, like the worst smell of all time was against me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if it didn't, if it wasn't like the middle of summer and everyone was going to reek really bad, I might go see them live with you just for the fun. But I think you should. I, mean, I don't think when, I'm going to like really tune into like full albums here or there like really lock in and learn the songs i think i think that's a mistake <laughs> i mean you're free to think <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm not mad at you i think that you're just limiting yourself to not have fun you would <laughs> to ra- not have fun i gave him the good college try jeff <laughs> <laughs> dan yeah. would rather just like slowly sway listening to heim no i'm than to have fun <laughs> parsing. <laughs> you know what i like about songs i like music that is like either either very well crafted musically or has some like deep emotional depth and truth to it. And I don't think either of those are addressed in these songs. You're not totally inaccurate. So yeah, that's where I am. I don't hate it. I will never criticize you for liking it. It's just not like didn't break through my barriers. All right. I'm, I'm proud of myself because usually with music, I'll like wait until the last week before I'll start listening to it. I actually started listening to this playlist probably like, a couple of days after we stopped recording the first half. Yeah, so I listened it, to it, it a bunch, too, because yeah. I wanted to make sure I was giving it a fair, right. Fair and uh, I'm glad that I did, because I think if I only listened to it for like a few days, it's it a lot. Been a no. It's a yeah. lot. There's a lot going on in there. Yeah. And Jimmy, have you listened to anything else since? No, I've been meaning to, but All I haven't right. yet. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, I mean, OK, well, Jeff, you know, N- next week, I could have been a maybe on this. You could have been, but I wasn't. Been. But in the past, I have been a maybe. You have been a maybe. Yeah. And a bunch of episodes ago, it feels like just yesterday, but I guess it was like this is a while ago. It was like fifteen few, episodes, yeah, a few weeks, few months. Um, I wouldn't say fifteen episodes, maybe like five. Well, Jim, it was episode one seventeen. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. My bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was like seven episodes exactly. Uh, we talked. Jeff tried to talk Jimmy and I into Uncanny X Force. Yes, Jimmy. If I remember correctly, he was, a yes. I was you were a yes. A yes, and I was a maybe. Yeah. So on the next episode, Jeff, you're going to try again to talk me into yeah. Uncanny X-Force. I mean, Jimmy, you haven't read any more of it? Not yet. Yeah. yeah, I haven't read it again. Same thing. We'll just go with the next trade. But Jimmy, That's if you fine. read the next trade and you're like blown away by it and you want to chime in with why you think I should be a yes to. Sure. We can consider that you and Jimmy working together. We've done yeah, it before. It yeah. It's happened. So we're going to read the next trade. Yeah. We're going to spoil sure. it on the next episode of... The incompetent comic cabal cast. <laughs> so you like comic books and you're not a comic book podcast anymore. Yeah, Jimmy. Yes. In the meantime, yes. where can people find the podcast online? You can find the podcast at Talk Me Into and at Talk Me Into Pod on Instagram. And if you feel so inclined, you can send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com. We can send us an email, ask us to go to this meeting. <laughs> 
because emails. I don't know. I work and send a lot of emails, okay? Jeff, where can people find you online? People can find me online on twitter.com slash weird. <laughs> That's <laughs> my stick. That was your thing. I forgot by accident. Uh, <laughs> at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. Jeff with five Fs. The number 27. Dan, where can people find you online? You can find me tweeting tweets and fleeting fleets. Just kidding. Never fleeted a fleet. I and fleeted some fleets. I fleeted fleets. I'm scared too. Danny underscore breakdown. Danny, have you ever skeeted skeets? Oh, let's not go there, Jeff. Have you ever eated skeets? I've eaten eats. Oh, even better than eating skeets. I've pleated pleats. That's when I iron my pants. Thank you for listening. Oh, to talk. oh Jimmy. Go. He pointed to his pants when he said it. <laughs> he did. Jimmy, where can people find your pleats? <laughs> you can find me at Son of a Fitch, S O N N E V A F I T C H, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Dan, why don't you uh, end it off? We already did it. You Let's all started. do it together. Oh, okay. One, two, three. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Start wearing purple fall. Oh, listen to that voice. <laughs> you can sing for Go Go Bordello. <laughs> cool. I hit puberty. Okay, I, I'm, I'm recording. recording. I'm doing I'm it. Recording. I'm recording. We're all recording. Let's record together. Record me into. Let's get radical. <laughs> yeah. Stop recording now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start recording. I gotta pull up yeah. my notes. One of you should start this. It would have been funny if you guys started the episode and I wasn't even recording. Would have been hilarious. Oh. I don't oh find, boy! I don't find your type of humor funny, James. The unproductive kind of humor. Did you forget him at work? For some reason, nope. I got four emails from Doctor Scholes. That's what being thirty-four is. Hmm. Like the foot guy, or your real doctor? No, <laughs> That's because I bought doctor. a pair of Doctor Scholes. I was like, why is your doctor email you? It seems like a very poor form of communication. I bought a pair of inner soles from Amazon and they emailed me four requests for a fucking review.